0: Right. um hi everybody welcome to another episode of where to your mother podcast i'm michelle i'm benita and what are we talking about what i was trying to say to you I I don't know. just ease me in send a freaking voice note first ease <laughs> me in please ease me in just to slow down with those cheeseburgers <laughs> no I just kind of want someone who's a little bit seasoned. Like yeah, you, I'm not candid. 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 Work.
1: Uh, no, no, I'm gonna I sorry sorry, I'm gonna say this for sure, no. <laughs> <laughs> it no. I just no, there's too many factors. <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing at Rochelle's face. <laughs> not the situation.
0: Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of virtual World Podcast. I'm Michelle. I am Benita. And thank you for tuning in. Hope everyone's had a wonderful week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, this week we are talking about our mothers. Yeah. So we've obviously done. An episode where we kind of talked about how we felt about our fathers and growing up with them. And we always mention our mums, don't we, whenever we're kind of having these discussions about our experiences. So we thought it'd be interesting to have a discussion about our mothers, how we grew up and, you know, our relationships with them. Yeah. So do you want to start, Bidia?
1: Um. Okay. So my mom had me when she was 27. <laughs> um to be honest with you, I don't really um like what were you like as a child? Like were you? Oh, I was incredibly annoying. I was um attention seeking. Um and my mum was telling me the other day that uh my daughter is very much how like I was at that age, like very kind of happy sociable and you know just like be all in your face um but i i do remember that i was annoying and it wasn't like i was just a phase i think i was annoying probably up until the age of about like 16 17. oh
0: that's quite late yeah
1: but at the same time i was an only child for like seven years and um i was pretty much one of the first grandchildren um my mum's got um three four brothers and two sisters so like no one really had kids yet so I was just like the center of attention you know um but yeah I kind of mellowed out with the guidance of my mum I guess <laughs> I can't remember her telling me when to mellow out but I think once I had um my brother was here and yeah I guess I kind of mellowed out a little bit but I was very annoying
0: what? Kind of, how annoying! Like how? Like my family would tell me like really stupid things I would do, and I know like kids,
1: you know, they do do stupid things. But when they tell me stories of like s- things that I did, I'm just like, why did I do that? Like um, my mom told me once that um, she almost caught me putting CD. Um, uh, you know, you used to have like um, stereos, like mm-hmm. CDs. So I was, I was trying to put a CD cleaner in my eye. Um, in my eye because I was imitating my dad when he put his contacts in Um, and just other little things as well like when my mum and dad told me that um, they were having a baby and they told me not to tell anyone and I left because we was in Florida and I left our apartment and I knocked next door and I told the people next door that mum and dad were having a baby (laughs) after they specifically told me not to
0: well
1: okay like, strangers like even. like complete like just strangers just the people that were just staying next door in our apartment they had no you know i was just um but yeah i i mean what uh, were you like
0: it's like what? when you're a child child but what about when you got older like into adolescence um i can't really
1: um i mean My mum had a lot of, like, I think when I got to about 15, 16, it's probably, like, no, yeah, about 14, 15, 16 was probably, like, the worst in terms of my relationship with my mum. Yeah. It was, like, PB hit, and she was just automatically the enemy. And it peaked when I was 16. Like, she was just (laughs) number one enemy um, of everything. So, I... I, I was i was a horrible child like a horrible teenager like i was always getting in trouble at school um you know what she used to do she would come home from work and she'd like call me and be like oh i've got some really heavy bags can you meet me at the station so i'm like yeah okay so i go meet at the station and she's got no bags and she's like we're going to your school the teacher called me today and i'm just like oh, you cow you tricked me <laughs> <laughs> like that happened a lot and then i, I used to run up the phone bill a lot and just like little things but I think it was just it's just that I feel like that typical teenage rebellious stage there's no particular reason you just they say you can't do that so you do it yeah Um, and that's how I think it was with my mum and I think we only like got closer when I left to go to university oh really um, yeah because um we were close but I think it brought us closer because I was away from home and Um, Before I left home Our home life was a bit difficult Because of my brother So when I left It kind of brought us closer together Because It's like she missed me more And I appreciated her more Because there was a lot of stuff that I had to do That I didn't really have to do When I was living with her Um, But I feel like And as I've got older and the more stuff she's told me about, you know, when my dad left and all stuff she had to go through with Asha and stuff she had to go through with friends. And in all that time, I, I was the like basically like adding salt to the wound by being a prick mm. while she was going all through this. But I never knew this because she wasn't going to tell me because I wasn't an adult, I wouldn't understand. And at the time she felt it wasn't like my... Like, it was her burden, it wasn't my burden, you know. I wasn't going to start being like an idol good behaved good behave good behaved a Mm well-behaved um child if she told me all her life problems it'd probably just make it worse because I wouldn't understood. so I do appreciate her like I started to appreciate her a lot more and now being a mum and not going through things that she's gone through but you know kind of the stuff that she's gone through prepared me a little bit to see how she dealt with it um, so I do appreciate her, but I was a little shit, man. I don't know what was wrong with me. I, I was just, I just was. I, I was a tension seeker. I was a cow. Okay. Yes. What about you? I know you had your rebellious stage.
0: I definitely did, and it was probably in and around the same sort of time that you said that you had yours. I don't know if that's just a teenage girl thing. Mm. Teenage girls do. But to be honest, I think that the main reason for me kind of have in mind was because we obviously well my mum moved us from where we lived originally like in labbrook grove um to watford um and it was obviously a big change because my sister and i still went to school in like Labbert Grove and stuff and all our friends were still there so at the weekends and things and holidays and all those sorts of things when you want to be out it's like my mum would be like, your, your curfew is 10 o'clock. But for me, having a curfew at 10 o'clock doesn't mean I have to go home at 10 o'clock. It means I have to go home at nine o'clock or something because it takes me all, an hour to get on the train and go home and stuff, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: So I think most of my rebellion came from the fact that we moved and I felt like everybody else, like all my friends, had more freedom than I did. Like they would all still, I think it was, the main thing I think was FOMO right yes my fear of missing out and the fact that I had to leave and everyone else was still there was what yeah. made me um like basically disobey what my mom said so it got to a point where it was like you know everybody else is still out I have to go home and um I don't want to uh, I would start just not going at the times that I said like I was supposed to be home or you know basically yeah pretty much to be honest it was more like I would just start not coming home at the times that I said that I was supposed to be home mm. that was the main thing that I would do to be honest or one time my mum said no wait one time my mum I've asked my mum if I could go somewhere we'll do something I can't remember I think go to my friends like my my friend was having a little party gathering at her house and I asked my mum if I can go to it she said no and then I must have already been out cause I can't even really remember what happened. But all I know is she said, no, I couldn't go. And I, I think I went anyway, <laughs> but I couldn't have been in the house. Like it was no way that she said, no, you can't go. And I left the house. I must've already been out and said, Oh, I'm out. Can I go to this party? And she said, no, but I went to the party and then the times were going, like it got late and stuff. And I just think I must've just like completely just turned my phone off or something because I decided I was going to this party. And then I'm at my friend's party, wine in hand. All of these things, right? Drinking. I don't even <laughs> think I was even eighteen. No, I think I was like seventeen, or something. Um, and her doorbell rings, and I answered her doorbell with my drink of my cup of wine and everything. And I answered her her door, and the person at the door was my mother. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah. Do you
1: think these things only
0: happen in like movies and TV shows? <laughs> it's true. She must have been. It's literally because I didn't expect her to come looking for me. Why should I didn't I didn't think that she would come and get me like because you know yeah. I, mean? I, I feel like when you decide that you're going to disobey your parents yeah you kind of feel like you can deal with the consequences when you arrive home but yeah she came out to get me i didn't get to stay at the party i had to leave <laughs> <laughs> and then i think i was grounded because that was mainly so originally my my mom's favorite form of punishment would be grounding i'd be grounded and i guess it must have worked its way up in time frames because. I remember at some point, at one point, I think it might have even been in the summer holidays. I was grounded for a month. oh, that's horrible, yeah, a whole month, but to be honest, I never really used to um care that much because I you mean a lot I, it was always like it was like I had the fun that I had to get grounded, obviously, and then when I was in punishment, I was just on punishment, and I didn't really mind, and I always had my phone. And I think my phone was the most important part. Like, you know, those were the times where you'd sit up on your phone until five o'clock in the morning talking to boys and stuff. Like, you'd spend hours on the phone. So what I really needed was my phone. I probably had MSN. I had a computer in my room. So, you know, it's all fine. Um, but then after, so after, I guess my mom maybe realised the grounding didn't work because I didn't stop doing what I was doing just because I got grounded. I would still do it. I'd get grounded, serve my punishment, and then go back and do it again. But it <laughs> seemed like that wasn't working. So then she started taking my phone, which obviously that. Is, that was the trigger. <laughs> well, you would think that. She definitely, it happened more than once because she took my phone one time. And um, I remember that time she took my phone. At one point, I knew where she put it. I think it was either in her drawer, like in her bag. So I sneak sneaking to her bedroom, take my phone back, turn it on, have a quick like, does that and put it back or something? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or um, and then the second that was the first time, and then the second time, I'm pretty sure she said, "Ask me to give her my phone," and I said, "No, I'm not giving you my phone." Um, I don't know where I got all this this brave, this 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 courage from. I really don't. I don't know where I am going. I just really <laughs> was taken over by my teenage girlness. It was just I just said no, I'm not giving it to you. And I guess and then. I don't even know what happened, but she obviously left me with the phone. And then when I tried to use my phone, it told like the little voice on T-Mobile told me that I was basically I, I was cut off. Oh no! So she obviously called up T-Mobile, or whoever I think it was T-Mobile at the time. Yeah, she called. T-Mobile yeah, probably was, and um, cancelled my my like, or suspended my account or whatever. Because obviously these oh. are the times where I'm a I'm a child and my mom's paying my bill. So. she's in charge of it so she cut me off so you know as a young child I don't know what I was doing but as a teenager I don't think I was great to be honest no I guess if you speak to
1: a lot well most people they'll have that like little kind of rebellious stage but then you said you didn't know where you got all this kind of like (laughs) this confidence from to be like no I'm not giving you my phone because
0: yeah, like, it was more important to me to have to do things with my friends and go places, and all of those things were more important to me to have my phone back. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, then I don't know, being respectful, I guess. But I don't know cause my um, I always say this, but my sister, she didn't have a rebellious stage. She was absolutely, she did nothing wrong as far as I can remember. She didn't get in trouble. I never even remember her getting punished. Oh wow! Maybe she just saw what you were doing, and was just like, nah. <laughs>
1: I would just I would just not do anything.
0: Maybe. But yeah, no, she was like the good one, and I was not the good one. But then Ooh, my sister I, was saying that she was saying that my mum was the bad one out of her and her sister. Like my auntie was the good one, and my mum was the bad one. And my mum was like, Maybe you just that was your karma. You was the bad one, and now you've got a bad one, which is me. That,
1: well, okay, that's actually a good a good uh, way of putting it. That was your mum's karma. But But, it's just, just, it's just, I, I, one thing my mum, I wasn't really allowed to like, play out with, I wasn't allowed to play out, like, ever, like ever, and I think in primary school, I only went to like one school disco, because every time there was a school disco, my mum would just say no. In
0: primary school, we only had a school disco when we left in year six, like the Leavers disco, there weren't school discos in primary school
1: oh no when my primary school we had um from when i was in year three so we had a year three just i didn't go to then there was a year five and a year six and i think i went to the year five one um because i was like i was allowed to go but yeah i wasn't allowed to like go out with my friends or anything like that and even in secondary school i think the first proper time that i my mum actually like allowed me to go out somewhere was like when I was like probably about how old was I I think the first time I went out I think maybe it was like 15 16 but that was like after a lot of back and forth with like the parents of the friends who I was going with and just stuff like that and she's very like she was really protective over me when and cool. well she always says she never liked my friends
0: okay at school what, she thought they were going to get you into trouble or something? She
1: just she just felt like they wasn't genuine. Because I had a lot of trouble in, more in secondary, more in primary school. Um, I had a lot of, like, issues with people, and it was mostly always to do with kind of, like, my race. Mm. Um, secondary school, I think she kind of... The people that I was friends with in secondary school, were kind of the same, well, a couple of the same girls that would be quite mean to me in primary school but i think over time she was like well if they're still your friends then i don't mind um but there was one friend that she hated she i like my mom actually i, I hate her she's a disgusting human being oh my god we were like friends like yeah my mom listen like my mom of all the friendships i've had my mom's only said of like two people that she she said, like, yeah i like i'd never liked them they were horrible but obviously she wouldn't tell me that at the time. But this person, she was just like, she's a bad... And do you know what, looking back, she was actually quite a bad influence on me. Um, she was like...
0: Well, so, so I of- <laughs> always thought that when your mum would be like, you know, this person's making you do this or whatever, they would never really correct about that. It was always this whole idea that your child is perfect and they, these friends of theirs are turning them into somebody else. And it's like, actually... Everybody is in is you know in agreement about what they're doing. No one's forcing anyone to do anything, right? I think with that your actually mom, happened to you. You actually were influenced by this girl.
1: Yeah, we we we, we spoke about this a couple of years ago, actually. And I'm saying it wasn't like she goes. It was how you your attitude towards me and how you would speak to me, and and I was just like, yeah, like, and I realized that that's how this girl spoke to her like her her mum and her family, like, she was just rude. You know when you see those people that just like, they have no respect for their elders, they have no respect for their parents, or they're, for some girls, their mum, like, the right. way they speak to them. Like, I can be talking to my mum and I could answer her a certain way or speak to her a certain way, but I know it's rude and I will apologise straight away. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean like that. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just in a bad mood, whatever. And mum's just like, I just didn't like the way, and I think mum said the, 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 what sealed it for her is I think she came around my house once, and my mom was like, in my and in my house, whenever we brought like any friends back, they always said hello to Nan. Like they always said, like yeah, hello. Yeah,
0: that's like a rule. If you enter someone's house and their mum's said, you have to say hello to Nan. Yeah,
1: and um, um, my mum was like, she came in this house, she walked straight past me with her head down, didn't say anything. And I was just like, oh. And I remember my mom having to go with me about it afterwards, and I was just like, oh, like I can't make her like do things, but
0: no but it does kind of lie with the person that brings them in the house yeah like it was completely it it was
1: completely my fault at the time it was not my fault Michelle. I was like well she's her own person I can't make her do when it's like actually no like it's I should have been like when you come in the house say hello to my mother Mm. or even if it's the case if she walked by and did say hello I'm like can you go back and say hello to my mum please um, so what
0: is it like you both walked in you said hi mum and she just walked past? No I was already home she came around the house. So oh
1: okay. She, yeah so she came in and I remember because we went in the garden and my mum was in the kitchen and she just walked straight past my mum. So it wasn't even like you've been in my house it's not like you can walk past my mum and not see her. Do you go? I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um but I think it was for, for my mum it was kind of like I just didn't really like the people you were hanging around with because I just didn't feel like they were genuine because every other week or every other day there'd be an issue. Um, so she was kind of right about that, um, and I think also as well in secondary school, you know, just kind of like I think for me personally, I was kind of like finding myself. So like finding about who I am. Mum always used to say to me like, "Like, be your own
0: person. Stop
1: trying to be like so and so." Nobody not... knows who they are when
0: they're at... that's you as a you're a te- nobody knows who they are. Uh, do you know? What I, I,
1: I, my mum had a really good like. She lived in Harringay, and their community was like. Their isn't street, borough. Is that an area? Where was Harringay? Harringay is, um,
0: in Harringay. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Harringay isn't that a whole borough? Isn't yeah, but a there's pl- there's
1: actual place called Harringay. You get off the train at Harringay station. I've never seen that station. It's on the um, overground.
0: Oh, that's probably why.
1: Yeah. Um, well, she lived there all her life, and then um, her street, like, there was lots of, like, different families, a lot of, like, um, Greeks and a lot of, like, um, is it Kurdish? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Caribbean families as well, and they all obviously went to the same school. So my mum had that growing up, like, you know, they would go out and play, go around each I never really understood like why did you not do that for me (laughs) because you had it it wasn't like oh it's because Nan didn't let you out like you had it and stuff but she was just like it was different back then because it was a lot safer and it was more of a community and no one was kind of like discriminated against us and my mum felt like a lot of discrimination was against me when I was going to primary slash secondary school but I didn't see it at the time I was just trying to fit in and have friends.
0: Yeah, because it's
1: quite weird. Your mum lived in that area too. Did she not experience the racism or was it just you? Um sure. we haven't I yeah. Her her and my dad have experienced racism. because um, they when they after they got together and they got married, they moved to Grays and then they bought a house here. And yeah, they did spirit experience kind of racism. Um but I feel like I don't know, we don't really speak... I've never really asked her, like, what did what happened? Like, I know a couple of neighbours that used to live here were, like, quite rude to my mum and dad, you know, because they were black. Um, but I think when... One thing I will say is that I don't think my... I'm gonna say my mum and dad, they never really kind of, like... They, we never had that talk about racism I guess yeah or about people will probably treat you differently because of your skin color and when and when it was kind of mentioned more by my dad than my mom it was already too late because I was already being treated
0: like it right so you um, think had to, to keep you in the house so that you would she could protect you from that type of thing I guess so but because there know, was not black people around
1: there was hardly any and then in my school there was like me And then there was a girl who I used to be friends with. She was mixed-raced. And then a couple years into school, there was a black boy that I started. So we were like the only kind of like black people in the school. And then my dad ran him over one time. What? Excuse me? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel like... So basically, obviously I had a childminder, so the childminder would take me to school. But this morning, one particular morning, my dad took me to school and I was really excited because my dad never my dad never like picked me up or dropped me to school he'd only come to like parents evening, and he dropped me off and I ran inside like you know whatever we're happy and when it was like reception everyone like all these people come up to me and it's like oh like I hate your dad's like I hate your dad your dad's horrible and I was thinking oh my god like, it's the first time everyone's seen my dad and they hate him like and now they hate me like could this day get any worse and then it must have been, like, after, I don't know, reception, I do the register, um, I got called to the headmistress, headmistress office, and she was asking me if I was okay, and I was like, well, now that you said it, no, because everyone hates me because of my dad. And she was like, oh, you know, like, don't listen to them, um, you know, talking. But the show, I didn't know what happened, because no one had, no one had said so when I finished school, my mum was there and my mum never picks me up from school. It's so always my childminder. And she had this really like kind of like weird look on her face. So I was like, oh my God, like we really happy to see her. And she's like, Benita, like i will come to pick you up because your dad knocked over one of your classmates this morning. I was like, what? And everything started to make sense. Rochelle, no one spoke to me for the whole day. I had to, I sat and ate lunch by myself. Wait, what year are you in? I want to say this is probably like year four. Okay was it year four was this was child seriously it... injured like, what was happening no here? so what my mom told me is that as my dad had dropped me off he'd pulled out of his space and this boy basically ran across the road without looking and my dad like knocked him and he fell and hit his head and he had like a scrape on his head but he was fine like he got back up but then he started crying because of like shock or whatever.
0: Mm.
1: um and it was really awkward because when we were walking home, we saw the boy's parents and the dad started having a go at my mum. Oh my God. Saying that my dad should have driven better and whatever not. And then my mum got home and told my dad and my dad got in a car around the house and had a fight. It was really Excuse ugh, me? one of the worst weeks of my life. Oh, what <laughs> but, um, But no, there wasn't a lot of like black kids
0: in my school. Right, okay. See, because I was allowed to go out and play. I went out and played all the time, but obviously I had, we. I grew up with my sister and my cousins. We all, like, my family and my mum's side, we all lived in the same estate. Right. So my cousins were there and my sister was there and we would all, like, I don't even hardly ever remember being that much in my own house. Like, I'd be at my nan's, my auntie's, we'd be out. So cause we were because we lived, like, in our estate we had all this green at the back stuff where all the kids we would just go out there and play and all the other kids from their flats and stuff would play outside and we could all you know we'd play games out there and like around the blocks so i feel like so basically obviously you
1: had your sister and then you had your cousin who's close to age so you had even so you had like it sound like well they're your family but it was a kind of community especially living in Labour Grove. am i correct
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, so it was... I had my family who was directly, like, close to me anyway. But yeah. there's obviously all the other kids and stuff who lived in the in the blocks. We would all just come out and play. We'd either play in the walkways type thing, like where, like, the flats were, or we'd play outside. Or, do you know what I mean? We would just do whatever. Yeah. But do you think, um, like, did it affect your relationship with your mum like you how you perceived her to be as like a a teenager like especially when you couldn't like do things or go places did that
1: I mean it got to a point like you said you you obviously had quite a lot of freedom when you
0: were younger well this is the thing I had I actually did and yeah I really had to reflect on this the other day because it was like I was so horrible. It wasn't that horrible, but I was kind of horrible. And about how much freedom I had, as if I had none, but I didn't. I had plenty. It's just that <laughs> what I wanted at that time wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like my mom saying you have to come. This is my mom saying to a fifteen-year-old girl, you have to be home at ten o'clock, and I'm thinking that that's unacceptable. And I was and... like, well, why should I come home at ten o'clock? I don't want to come home yeah. at ten. O'clock. Everyone else is outside, so I wouldn't stay outside. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of thing, And that was me like around Probably yeah about 15 Yeah 15 because I was at school I would have been in school I, put, I could have even been 14, 14 or 15 my, my curfew was 10 o'clock And I felt I had an issue with coming home at that time And when I really think back to it I'm not Actually Michelle sure. You had plenty of freedom It's not like my mum said no you can't go it, well, I didn't have to stay at home, I just had to be back at 10 o'clock
1: Yeah So you know I, mean, I, I think you got to a point where i never had like i didn't have fomo and if i asked my mom something she said no i wouldn't be overly disappointed because it's like well no shirt Sherlock (laughs) you know so it was kind of like okay fine i remember one time she let me go to month with my friends and i just remember feeling so excited like i just felt free like i felt like i can do whatever i want i can even though like
0: we had no money just like enough money
1: to pay for the bus and whatever not And I
0: really like that. Yeah, Um, but that's what I mean. So you got to do that and you felt so free and you felt so excited. So every other time that your mum would turn around and say, no, you can't do something, you were just fine with that.
1: No, but this was like the no up until she started to let me go out. It wasn't like one day it would be no and then randomly it would be yes. Like I didn't start going out with my friends till I was about, probably first time, probably when I was about 16. And once I hit, like, 17 and pretty much going to college by myself every day and then having half days and then going out afterwards with, to my, with my friends, there wasn't really much she could say Yeah, at that point because it's kind of like, well, I've done my work. I have no other responsibilities. So, yeah, like, can I go out? And it's always has the age factor as well. Like, my... Two of my cousins, they're turning 18 this year. And one of my aunts is really strict on one of my cousins. And I say to her, she's going to be 18 <laughs> soon. So, like, there's only so much you can do. So I feel like with my mom she's like, well, you know, she's seven. And then that's when I decided, well, not decided, but that was when I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to try and go to university. So I think for my mum, it was kind of like, well, she's going to be leaving me soon anyway. And I feel like at that point, it wasn't like... When I've gone out by myself, it wasn't like I've done anything really stupid or been really irresponsible. Like I always let my mum know where I was going. She always had the habit. If I was going, even if I was going around a friend's house around the corner, she'd be like, "Oh, text me their address." So I always did these things, right? So it wasn't like she could basically try and revoke it. Well, remember that time you did that? You're not doing that again. Um, we went to this.
0: Yeah, I think I used to go. Well, there was. So she like... was really lucky because she had a really well-behaved child. I think,
1: I wouldn't say like well behaved, I think it was just that sense of responsibility that she kept pushing on me, like you need to make sure you're safe, you need to let me know where you are, I just did it, because like well let me just do these things and she'll just let me go out more often, and I just kept constantly doing it, even now at my big age, I'm going to Rochelle's, oh can you, uh, when you get there, can you send me your location, (laughs)
0: I'm like okay, and I'll still send her it. Yeah but you see, I think that's really wild, because you're a grown woman. And I, no, I just feel like at some point You have to be separate but no, I, I'm not going to send you my location
1: No but the thing is It's not even like I don't see it as being Extremely wild or like oh, Whatever because in terms of The day and age we live in now Like If I'm something happens to me on the way Or if you can't get hold of me Remember when I was around yours and she like was all Belling off your our phones because of something Like yeah. really silly.
0: Okay fair enough it's
1: Unnecessary yeah like l- legit but um it doesn't bother me to the sense where i'm like oh mom give me space it's just like it's something that i've grown up with i'm used to so i'm just like okay yeah. yeah that's fine whereas like if this has never happened and she's around to me like oh well i need their name their address their phone number i'd just be like um i'm sorry who do you think you are
0: <laughs> like i'm a grown woman mm-hmm. um see you- i i think i don't know i think it's more a personality thing do you know what I mean like for me even just you saying this all of this right now I just think it's this too much I would be instantly irritated by that I would just be like what why I don't need to do any of those things like <laughs> like I think as a child yes you tell your mom where you're going because you have to tell her where you're going yeah Like, or the teenager you tell them where you're going and stuff like that my mom never asked me to send her my location or anything like that mm. she was she wasn't really the person who'd be like oh which friends are going to be there, give me their numbers, or what are their mum's numbers? Like, no, we're not going to do all of that. That's too much. Like, my mum would know who my friends are. I'm going out with these people, and this is where we're going. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's just... Then as a parent, you just have to trust that your child's going where they said they was going, And yeah. then, basically. Because I could be going somewhere completely different. You don't know where I'm going. Yeah. But as as a teenager, I was obviously... You have to tell them where you're going, otherwise you're not going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But as an adult, even living at home, my mum obviously I would tell my mum where I was going, but I was never at that point asking permission really. I was always just telling you to I'm just I'm going out. Yeah. Because I'm more I'm I'm past the age where I feel like I'm I'm gonna need to ask you if I can go places. Yeah. And especially kind of past the age. I think especially like with the location thing, I think that is obviously a safety thing but if i tell you where i'm going i don't need to then send, send you my location once i'm there yeah even if i text you and said, i'm here you don't need to know specifically where i am that's too much yeah that is true i think it's more of a personality thing because i would just feel disturbed by that just because i feel like i don't know i i think maybe i'm quite an independent person as it is and i just feel like being questioned and just being i would just feel like it was too much for me and i'll just go like, no Stop this. Well, do you know, I, think you, I think
1: uni kind of helped that. Because how old was I when I... By the time I was in college, I was 17 slash 18. And I was pretty much like, had a full-blown social life. Like every day I was always doing something, always with the same people. And then occasionally going on nights out and stuff. Um, I think it was more fun kind of for uni, was that kind of like, is when the... The rope was broke. Is the rope? I don't know. The tie, the tie was broken. It was, the, it was, the connection. Loosened was, the rope. I don't know. I was trying to find. I was trying to like use something like metaphorically, but basically, yeah. You loosened the rope. She loosened the rope. Yeah, but the, 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 she, the she had to let go of the rope because I was literally I was miles away, and yeah. But then,
0: don't you think? I, I'm, well, I'm not sure, but out from your experience anyway, to go from a situation right where you don't get to go anywhere or do anything ever. To being allowed to them being basically having full freedom. Do you think that that's the right way to do it? Like, no, do you think that you were well equipped in the world? Um, no, like the amount of- yeah, that's what I'm thinking though. Because I don't understand why you would not let your child do anything and then they're just forced to do everything. And it's like, well, why didn't you just let them do it in the first place? Like- I mean, in terms of like,
1: in terms of like having that freedom where I don't have to tell someone what I'm doing, like, no, but in terms of like, Cooking and cleaning and whatever, not I. I did that stuff anywhere at home. It was
0: more the kind of like, no, but I mean like streetwise stuff. Being streetwise, like being equipped for certain situations that are social, social situations and things that occur outside of the house.
1: What when before I went to uni?
0: Yeah, like in terms of going from one extreme kind of to the to another.
1: Um, I feel like if I, I personally feel like if I didn't go to, if I just quit school. And I just went straight into work. Who knows? But because I, when I after I quit my first year of sixth form, went to college. For me, that's when my social skills and doing other things were pushed because I was literally with a, a group of new people. I'd basically been mm-hmm. at school for like years with the same people. And when I went to sixth form, it hadn't really changed. Whereas college was with a whole different bunch of people, different type of breeding and also they were generally nice to me like they like me for who i am it had nothing to do with my color of the skin or that i'm weird or whatever or not i felt fitted so every i think it was was it when did we? Did you used to get ema
0: um i didn't personally get ema oh.
1: no i can't remember what day we were paid it i think we were paid it like every wednesday every wednesday though. Yeah, yeah every wednesday we'd have college from like nine till two and then we'd go to like uh Frankie and Benny's and basically just like have a free course meal and that was my social thing and then obviously when I turned 18 I could go out like clubbing so we'd always go to Romford
0: so so you were a a child who followed the law and actually waited till you were 18 to go clubbing because most people don't wait until they're 18 to go out yeah
1: I never went there was this club um it was this grunge club but it was for under 18s that i went to once when i was 17 I yeah i know i had weird friends um but when i was 18 that's when we started going to like bars and clubs in romford and that's when i started to like buy clothes to go out in and basically just start drinking well i'd had obviously a few alcoholic alcoholic beverages before i turned 18 obviously but Obviously, <laughs> obviously. I'm um, not including <laughs> like like champagne and New Year's or at weddings and stuff. I meant like <laughs> like drink and stuff. But um, binge drinking, I guess when you when you go out, you do tend to binge drink. So my you my do. binge drinking started when I turned eighteen. My binge drinking peaked at uni. Right. Because I, I can't binge, I can't binge drink anymore. Like everything peaks then so i guess those little stages by the time i've gone to leave for uni i guess my mum was like at peace with it i'm like yeah i'm free i'm away from home i can do whatever i want i can do this i could do that whatever and my mum's just kind of like let her go and don't look back <laughs> you just have to just let her go
0: yeah but then having had that separation where you're at uni and she you're you're gone Doesn't then doesn't it feel weird to come back and your mom ask you to be sending her your location? Does that not feel weird? Well, to me, like, really, were you were you already were completely free and you didn't have anybody asking you where and what you were doing. Yeah, but you have to think about it in terms of like
1: sending your location has what been in like the last couple like last few years with like,
0: I don't know, I don't send people my location. Well,
1: with like smartphones. I think in the last year or so my mum's found out about you can send locations but usually it just be like let me know when you're there and I don't really go to different places like if I'm going around my friend's house it's usually the same people and my mum knows you live in Watford so and so lives here so and so lives there like whatever um but to me it doesn't like it doesn't feel strange to me because it's not like you said you're going here show me proof it's like You said you're going here. Let me know you're safe. Just send me your location. I see it as a safety thing. I don't see it as a possessive thing, so it doesn't bother me. Unless I'm going, I say I'm going somewhere and I'm actually not. Because I did that one time. I said I was going somewhere and I wasn't going to be there. And she said, "Send me your location." And I said to her, "Oh, I forgot." And she was like, "Like, she's like, oh, you didn't send me your location." I was like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot because I wasn't where I said I was going to (laughs) be." But like, but that was literally like what a couple of months ago. I'm a grown woman. I was like, it was fine. Well, that's what
0: I mean, though. As a grown woman, having to feel that like you have to do things, um, like as if you're a teenager, is that not like? Yeah, but I I'm don't. Sorry, yeah, I don't but know. the thing is, this is different. I don't feel like I have to do it. You don't have. You don't. I don't feel like you have to. No, do it. I don't
1: feel like I have to do it. If she's like, if she, if I'm like, I'm going at a similar location, out of respect of her request, I can send a location. But if I didn't don't want to, and I don't feel any reason that I shouldn't want to, like. Otherwise, like I just said when I said I was somewhere, I was going somewhere and I wasn't going to be there, then I wouldn't have to send her it. It's just more of a respect thing. Right. So it's not like, oh, like, oh, I should have been here. Like, I'm not like, oh, watch, wait a minute, let me just send her a location. <laughs> so it's more of a respect thing. And I was thinking the other day, because I was kind of like, I was at work and my daughter wasn't well, and I spent the whole day like worrying. Even though I knew she was fine, I felt the whole day worrying. And then I was kind of thinking like is this what it's going to be like when she's like out with her friends am I just going to be like am I just going to be at home worrying because there were times where I used to go out even like when, when I moved back home from uni and my mum would be like I wouldn't get home to like maybe like maybe like half one-ish my mum would be like upstairs in her room like watching tv I'm just like what are you doing like, oh, up and it took me a while like she was waiting for me sure
0: yeah my mum never used to do that she was waiting my mum would not wait for me but if she was waiting for me she'd have been waiting a really long time yeah so <laughs> but she definitely didn't wait but more. now but when I was younger my nan would do that my nan would not go to bed my nan would be waiting up for me for me to come home like if I will ever stay there which is so I do get that but I've not been in a position where I've had to really worry about my son for me to be feeding. like I know how that feels in terms of like like he doesn't really get very ill and stuff like that like not There's not ever really been a reason for me to be like super like worried about him when he's somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but that's when I really felt like there was a problem. Yeah. You know, whereas if I, if he was, gets, when he's, you know, goes out with his friends, do you know what? I think the first time he ever says, goes out with his friends or whatever alone, I probably will be like, oh my God, he's gone. He's too big. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But after that, I'll probably be fine. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's
1: it's I don't know. It's I think my my mum had the same upbringing as as my aunts and uncles, and it's really interesting to see how my cousins are. Like in terms of, I've got one cousin whose mum's like super strict, but she's now at the age where she can kind of like not do what she wants, but she went through that re- rebellious stage plus some. But then you have my uncle with his two boys, and. Sometimes I wince because the youngest one, I'll be like, oh, where's so so He's like, oh, he's just gone like to the park to play with his friends. And I wince thinking, oh my God, really? He, he is a teenager. He's perfectly acceptable to go to the park
0: and play with his friends. But you know, thinking, my mum will let me do that. <laughs> so this, do you see where the difference is here? This is two like, women and how they treat their daughters versus men and how they treat their sons. Yeah, that's actually very true. Right, and guys are always awarded a lot more freedom than girls are when it comes to like going like with their parents and stuff. A lot of the time, boys are not really questioned and like given as many restrictions as girls are. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, very
0: true. I'm wondering wondering if you are going to adopt the parenting style of your mother because you are obviously concerned about your teenage cousin being at the park with his friends. Which makes me feel like you're not gonna let your daughter go to the park for friends.
1: No, no, no. It wasn't like I was concerned. It was more kind of like
0: you were just like, This sounds so strange to me. <laughs> sounds like a normal thing. He's a child. He's not even yeah. a child. He's at the park with his friends. Yeah. No, but
1: to to, to 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 you who was allowed to go out a lot as a teenager, that sounds perfectly fine to you. But to me that snapshot, I'm just like, Oh my god, like my mum would never and then you're thinking,
0: Okay, yeah, my mum would never. I think But does that then affect the way that you parent? Is that you think you'll be quite similar to your mum? No,
1: I want to be the the opposite at that point. Like, in terms of if Savannah comes home from school and says that, um, oh, can I go around so-and-so's house tomorrow? And I know the child and I know the parent, that's going to be perfectly acceptable to me. Or if when she's older, she's asked if she can go to the cinema or if she can go to the park to play with her friends or whatever. Not... I wanna be like, yeah, that's fine. If you got your if you got your phone, if you've got your stuff, okay, well we need to be back at this time. Like I wanna give her, I wanna basically I don't feel like my mum didn't trust me because I never did anything to be mistrustful. I think my mum didn't trust people around me. And I feel like in those type of situations, if I feel like my daughter is surrounded by people that are just a bit dodgy or I, I don't really like any of her friends, I need to put that trust more in her than them. Yeah. okay, I've brought, I've brought you up this way. I've told you this. I've told you that. Now it's time for you to show me how you put it into action. And until she does anything that I feel like you're not acting right in this situation, or I'm, you know, you're too, you're, you're too young for that. Then I'll make that decision. But she'll have to show it. I'm not gonna like make a decision for her before she even has a chance. That's what I feel like my mum did to me. She never gave me, even though I said you, I was annoying, and stupid as a child. I don't really feel like. There was she gave me the opportunity to show myself. I feel
0: I hear you so,
1: I think it would have been a lot different if my parents stayed in Harringay um because there would have been a lot more people that they were they known they'd be more comfortable with, like people that they had grown up with, her kids and whatever not, but I feel like it was purely because of the area we moved to or they moved to um but houses were cheap here, so I don't blame them,
0: yeah. Well, same, but obviously my move came a lot later on in life. I don't think we moved to Watford until I was around about 14. And Which I think was, is a bit worse. Well, that's when the trouble started for my mother with me, I guess. There you go. Um, but I say that I was really bad, but I don't think I was that bad. Okay, I just wasn't... Realistically, I couldn't really be trusted because I wouldn't do what I said I was going to do. Right. But I wasn't some like terrible person. I mean, obviously, it got to a point where... I, there was a point where I really didn't like my mother And I didn't want to live with her anymore And I wanted to move out And I've talked about that before And that didn't happen um, But I felt like the dislike I don't know if it was if it was just me that I disliked her or she, or she thought this child is such a little piece of shit Like <laughs> <laughs> Probably did think that But like yeah. it wasn't I don't ever really remember being like su- I wasn't like really rude to my mum I've never been rude to my mum Or do you know what I mean like I don't I'm not disrespectful I've never really been disrespectful we there's certain things that people can get away with even as adults you know what I mean people talk to their parents in a certain way I would never like the respect levels there I just wasn't trusted in the fact to do what I said I was going to do and right like it got to a point where I was I just everybody knew that I wasn't going to do what I said I was going to do and my nan still lived in Labbrook Grove up until a point and I would always want to stay at her house so that I could go out with my friends and I wouldn't have to like necessarily come back but she she would then want me to come back as well at the same time type thing and I would not do that and it got to a point where she banned me from sleeping at her house right okay. I'm not allowed to stay at my nan's because because she was the kind of person who would stay up waiting for you and if I said I was coming back at a certain time and I didn't come back she, It got too much for her and I think it was just one of those things where I was extremely selfish But I think as a teenager, sometimes you are, and I I was like, obviously not thinking about my nan sitting up waiting for me. I'm thinking about having, doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But I always say that I wouldn't necessarily, I like to think that I say that I'm not going to be exactly the, how my mum was. And I feel like I'll give my son, you know, his independence and freedom and stuff. But then I do feel like I did have that. And my mum used to do this thing all the time where it would be like, you don't have to be everywhere. We don't have to go everywhere everyone else is and I always never understood that saying because I was like but I don't have any plans and I want to go to this place I don't have to be places but I want to go there so why would you why are you telling me I don't need to be everywhere I didn't say I need to be everywhere I want to be here where I've asked you to yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> and she she's like yeah no you just don't need to be everywhere and I was like I'm not going to say that to my son but then my mom was like actually well you have to think if yours if your son comes to you on a you know, Friday and says, "Mom, can I go here? And they're like, yeah, fine, go. And Saturday, can I go here, Mom?" They're like, yeah, yeah, go. And then next day he's like, "Mom, can I go here? You're going to be like, sit yourself down in the house. Why do you need to be everywhere? <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Am I going to be like that? Maybe. I might actually be like, why is your foot so hot? Sit down. <laughs> but I want to try and think that I can put myself in his perspective and look at it from both sides and say, actually, okay, like, is it hurting him? Has he done his work? Like, Is there any reason that he can't go? If there's not a reason, I just don't feel like it makes any sense to say, no, you can't do it. When there's no yeah. reason. Because then you're just saying no, and then they're like, because well, I was always a person, that would be like, why? And if, if I'm asking you why, and then you're going to say, because, I'm just going to be like, well, that's what makes me feel like I can't respect what you've said. Like, you don't actually have a reason, so now I don't feel the need to do what you've said because you didn't have a reason to say it. I'm like, there's no reason for it, so I'll do what I want. That's how I feel like I was as a teenager. <laughs> I so I don't really want to do that and be like, just say things without having any reason for saying them, you know? Yeah. So it's,
1: it's, yeah. Uh, That's completely understandable. Because it might be the case where if your son was to be like, oh, Monday I'll ask you something, Tuesday, Wednesday, But like, okay, do you know what? On this a school night, you can only go out like twice a week. And then the weekend you can go out as much time as you want. It's kind of like setting boundaries, but at least if you tell him that from
0: early like early on, he'll understand. Well, but yeah, than- I mean, I wasn't out on the weekdays, obviously. That would be very reckless. I wasn't going places then, but just even the weekend, it's like maybe every weekend you've asked me to go somewhere. Yeah, but so what? I don't have... I'm a child. I don't have anything to do on the weekend. There's no school, so why can't I go places? Mm-mm. You know? It was kind of more like that, but I mean in terms of me adopting my mum's parent mom's stuff, as like for my son when he's older and is going places um i think there will be elements of it because i think you kind of do without realizing you know sometimes become your parents without even realizing that you've that that's happened or whatever but like i say my mum was never she wasn't that strict it's just that I felt for some reason like I needed, I should be able to make all my own decisions and do everything that I wanted to do at the age that I was. And right. I wasn't happy to be told what to do. And, and to some extent, still, am I happy to be told what to do? Not really. You know? And I think that's just something, that might just be a char- uh, a personality trait or a characteristic of mine where I developed as that age and it's just stayed with me. I'm not necessarily happy for people to tell me what to do all the time. It
1: possibly is, but it could it could stem from the fact that you felt when you were younger that like you were always being told what to do, and you are like, I don't want to do that. So I understand that
0: completely. But yeah, okay. so I think I probably, you know, will be a bit like my mum, but I will try to look at it from both sides and not just say no for things that I just feel like I don't need to say no for. Right. So what is your relationship like now mm-hmm. with your mum in terms of the fact that obviously you've grown up and now she's a grandmother and you're having to parent? Like, how does the dynamics of your relationship work now that kind of you're both parents? Um, I would say, well,
1: in terms of parenting, in terms of like childbirth, I'll go from that. Like, i appreciate my mum more and we connect more because i know what she's been through and she's gone through it twice um in terms of parenting it's i mean my child's still quite young um but we have had like a few kind of like i don't say run-ins but we argue less that's for for sure we'd argue less but i have a few kind of run-ins especially when it comes to my daughter because i feel like sometimes she's telling me stuff that i don't know that she thinks i don't know and it's like why would i not know that am i stupid <laughs> like um and I, she kind of really noticed that when my daughter was quite ill and was in hospital and the nurse or the doctor i think was asking me loads of questions and my mum kept answering right and i had to come my am like can you shut up like she's talking to me and <laughs> the doctor asked me a question and my mum, like, literally, I had answered, the mum added. And I, li- when the doctor turned away to look at my daughter, I said to my mum, stop talking over me. And I right. was just like, oh, mum was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She didn't even realize she was doing it. Like, but it was the kind of, she was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, you're so used to speaking on behalf of my brother um, and kind of speaking on behalf of me. But like, I'm the mum in this situation. <laughs> Go away.
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: um but yeah there is those kind of things where she will say stuff like oh you know make sure that you know So she's got a hat on today and she's like why would she not have a hat on today? she's like oh well I need to just say it and she's kind of like am I gonna be that to my child is she gonna like am I gonna have to say something that I feel like she 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 should know but I'm gonna say it anyway she's gonna get irritated that I say it like I don't know if that's best, like not even a mum thing, a parenting thing, where yeah. they feel like they have to educate you, but they know that you're educated anyway. But they're just making sure. Um, and we do live under the same roof, so I guess that makes it like a little bit more so. Um,
0: yeah, it was, I guess harder to take a step back. She's there. She's obviously feeling like she's doing maybe part of the parenting as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because even like we used to, she we kind of say that you know, um. it feels like that you know she's got my daughter all the time it's like well actually no and a few of my um aunts and uncles like made comments before like oh you know like making it like my mum was doing all the work it's just like no she's not but i kind of get it because it seems like she she is always doing everything from like on paper but if you look at it deeper it's like it's not actually it's, um, I very much take care of my own child and I do all these things. And when we went to Barbados um, for Christmas, I think my family kind of like saw that a lot. Right. In the sense, like, not that they didn't doubt like I would just fling my child and my mum and just go about my business. But in terms of like, I have, Savannah, I have Savannah all the time. And like, I basically parent my child and it makes no difference the fact that I live at home with my mum, Like I'm still going to be a, like, 100 the parent. I feel like maybe it's a slight taboo. Um, my mom did have a lot of comments when she was telling people that I was pregnant, and then kind of make comments like, "Oh, you're gonna have her all the time because you live at home and stuff." So I don't know. I don't. Know, did your mom get that with her friends or people making comments that
0: just because you live under the same roof that uh, not that I know of. To be fair, um. No, not that I know of. I mean, now, obviously, we don't live together. And my mum is probably my first go-to in terms of support. If I need help or I need to do Mm. something, I need a babysitter, my mum would be the first kind of person. But it's normally like, you know, it's not all the time. Like It's not like she sees my son every day. And, it's you know, obviously, she loves being with him anyway. So it's never really an issue. Obviously, if she's busy, she's busy. If she's not and she can help, then she will. Like in terms of our relationship, I think it's a it's a lot. It's quite we have a strong relationship and it's a good relationship now. But I don't know. I don't think that's based on the fact that I became a mother and she's a mother, because like you were saying about like having a respect for your mum for pushing out two babies and stuff, like being able to bond on that level. I've never really thought about that because I just feel like every not every woman, but most women, they do push babies out. So I don't really feel like that's like some sort of strong thing. Bond that we share, like I no, never but, thought about it. No,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a bond, but in terms well, not even I've never
0: thought. Oh my god, mum, you pushed out two babies. Wow, well done you. Because I feel like there are plenty of people, like loads of people, push babies out. Like I've just never, I've never thought about it that way. I've never felt like we have something to relate on based on the fact that we both pushed the baby out. I'm, that's just not something that's ever entered my mind. But I just you think that never. We push-
1: have you never had a conversation with your mum about like when she's given birth to you and. Uh, your sister um
0: yeah but half the time she's like i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) oh right (laughs) Um, (laughs) my mom
1: my mom has spoken about like in detail about when she had me and when she had my brother like quite a lot right i guess throughout the years so stuff that stuff that she said just like oh that's
0: what you're talking about (laughs) because it's kind of like oh to relate in that way i guess but Yeah. yeah no we've never really that but I think our relationship is just better because probably because we don't live together anymore and because of the fact that obviously once we're older we can speak to each other on a different level it's not really a, it's not really necessarily a mother and child kind of relationship you know I will call my mom and ask her for advice and stuff if I need it but she's not just there telling me things all the time like obviously sometimes if I say something she might she feels need to let me know about certain things and say you know well this 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 and be like put her mother hat on and be lecture but fair enough that's not the basis of our relationship do you know what I mean when we speak to each other it's like actually like catching up like what's going on what's happening and actually like more like a friendship like we obviously talk about things do you know what I mean and we can share things more and I think it becomes a better relationship when it's not like I'm a child and I feel like I have to hide things because I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing or like I feel like you're going to be the one you're the person who tells me what to do so, necess- so I might not necessarily be as open with you. But now it's like, well, I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I live in my own place and I'm taking care of my own child and stuff. And, you know, we're both grown women who, you know, are living basically separate lives. So when we talk, it's more like we're friends. We're talking about whatever's gone on in our days or whatever's happened in our lives. And, you know, I will call her and ask her for advice and stuff. And then I will give my mum advice too, you know, if I know certain things then I will tell her the information I have and stuff or help her with different bits and pieces. So I don't even think it's the fact that I had a child that has changed our relationship. I think it's just the fact that I got older and we don't live together anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like she has that sort of relationship with my sister as well, where they'll talk about stuff. And, you know, it's more of just a friendship as you get older, I think, than it is a parenting relationship. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, obviously I'm very grateful for everything that my mother did for me as a child, even whether or not I didn't show my gratefulness, my gratitude when I was that age. Obviously, she has, you know, done everything for me and given up whatever she's given up and sacrificed things and all. I think mothers' fathers' parents have to do that for their kids, you know. And I so agree. obviously I have a huge level of respect for her for the things that she's achieved in her life. And yeah, I, do, I I, I agree. relate to her in a way that I understand about the struggles of parenting while single. And it's more it's more things like, you know, like financial things and you know, like time things. It's like being able to do certain things, getting childcare and being able, you know, all those sorts of things. Working, it's like, can you actually be successful in work? do all of those things while being a parent like those are the things that I can respect her for and like I can relate to her with because I'm trying to do that with myself
1: okay so I mean did, did your mom go to did your mom did your mom go to university was that no was I,
0: oh
1: okay okay sorry I was getting confused someone else so I feel like in terms of where you are now, as a parent, as a person, you've evolved a lot more. Therefore, like, in terms of your relationship with your mum, you obviously don't live with her anymore. And you've pretty much got a small man-child. Because, I say man-child because he's basically, like, a little boy, but he's like, I'm a little man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, would you say in terms of that... Well, you just said that you didn't think that being a parent has, like made you closer to your mum, but in terms of more your independence and kinda similarities you've gone through in terms of being independent and being a parent?
0: Yeah, I think more the those similarities. My relationship mm-hmm. with my mother is where it is because of the independence anyway you know because mm-hmm. of the fact that we kind of live separate lives but we choose to speak to each other and be like you know close whereas yeah. when you're a child and a mother relationship um like when you live at home and stuff like when you're a, you're a kid there's no you don't get a choice your parent is telling you what they think or what they want you to do or telling you what to do and there's no, you know, it's, it's it's you don't have a choice in that matter. No. You know, and it's, I think probably because I'm the kind of person who necessarily doesn't like to be told what to do as much, it works better that actually it's my choice. Like, we have a friendship. We talk about things, you know, as friends would talk about them. And it's not like you're just bombarding your opinion on me and telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing or, you know you get to a stage where I, I'm making my decisions and I'm actually coming to you for advice on those things instead.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Seems very grown up. Maybe I'm not, I mean, I'm not there yet. Um, obviously, I speak to my, like, me and mum have conversations, like, we're friends and stuff. Um, but where you're at with your mum, I don't think I'm there yet. And I think things would change um, when I do, like... Basically, live by myself, right? Um, that's just my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it, I think there's a different dynamic when you no longer live at home with your parents, yeah. Um, because it then just, yeah, it's then not a forced thing. I don't know, it's a choice, no. then at that point, to be honest. No, I hear, yeah, no, I hear you but yeah okay oh, yeah. so we're going to round up this little episode shall we yes we shall um, so thank you everybody for listening catching up yes. with us. yeah um if you know you've had a good relationship with your mom or you've had a bad relationship with your mom or you know anything like that let us know um at wtym pod on twitter yes um, or on Instagram, where to Your Mother podcast. And yeah, everybody have a wonderful week. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, it's March. It's March this week. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like we went really quick and now it's March.
0: It really we did go really, really quick. It yeah. did. But anyway, um, bye. Bye. bye.